Welcome into the Snapped Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluber, and I'm a former Division I athlete turned entrepreneur. I run my own fitness and nutrition coaching business, as well as a sports media brand that produces podcasts, sells merchandise, and creates exclusive paid content. The fun part is I don't really know what I'm doing as a business owner. I'm just figuring it out day by day. This show, Snapped, acts as an audio journal for my thoughts and ideas on fitness, health, business, mindset, and whatever else I find important on the pursuit to personal happiness and a balanced life. I hope you can take something from the show that makes your life a little bit better. And regardless, I'm just happy you're here. Let's have a day. Let's go. Snap podcast. Quick one today, maybe. Every time I say that, it goes 22 minutes and it's just an average show. Um, you guys ever feel like you're stuck? You have a million things to do, but you're stuck. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's, uh, it's the middle of game week. So for those who come around here and listen as, uh, adjunct Hawkeye fans, college football fans, that's how you found me, or that's how you found this podcast. Obviously. Uh, it's August 30th and the first full slate weekend of college football is in three days. With that comes obviously a uptick in content from the washed up walk on side of things. The, the media stuff that I do over there, uh, it's a strike when the iron's hot kind of situation, right? So, um, for example, uh, our our just our listens to our podcast, right? Our our rolling thirty day listens has already gone up almost fifty percent. I say it's like a strong like forty percent in the last two to three weeks. And we've had good podcasts. We've had a couple good guests on, but you know the content hasn't drastically gotten better. The season is just creeping closer. And with every day that it gets closer, and then obviously once the season kicks off and there's actually games to talk about, matchups to talk about, teams have records, there's divisional conference races, national races going on, uh, it gets hectic. And so as a content producer, I would I would guess, I mean, uh, as someone who runs a show that's heavily based on these next four months of the season, um, I would say like, it's a, it, it's twice, the, the next four months produces financially, uh, analytics-wise, uh, reach-wise, impressions-wise, two or three times as much as the first eight months of the year do uh, without football. So with that becomes a lot of stuff, right? Uh, Friday. Before one day before the first game in Iowa City, we'll be doing a kickoff event for the the walk-ons uh, at a brewery in town, uh, meeting people, doing a live podcast, all the things, selling merchandise, yada yada. So there's a lot of stuff that we have to get ready, a lot of stuff that we have to you know make sure we have lined up so that things run smooth, um, and then obviously we're just we're gearing up. So there's so many things right now that are sort of upticked on the podcast walk on producing side of things. Add on top of that, trying to get 
new clients set up all the fitness stuff that we do over here on the snap podcast and the TKG daily programming and all this stuff. I have a list of things that feels like it just never ends. And at least as I sit down to do this podcast, it's like one of those paralysis by analysis moments where it's just like, I have so many things to do. I don't even want to do any of them. I'm just going to sit there and stare at the list. One of those things to do is the snap podcast and four minutes and 42 seconds into this thing. Here we are. So uh, what is the topic of today's show? I actually had somebody for the first time in a while reach out and suggest a topic. Not going to be what we do today because I want to put a little bit more effort into that since it was an, uh, a suggested topic. I also don't feel like I have enough uh, data yet on on the topic, but it was, hey, I go to a CrossFit gym here um, in, I think, Ames or Ankeny. I don't know where he went. Uh, and he's heard me talk about the multiple different programs that I've been on before as far as the competitive CrossFit training stuff that we've done around here. Um, I have followed Misfit for probably close to two years of total time. Uh, some of these were overlapping. I followed Mayhem for an entire year, or at least had access to it. That was from... Uh, that was starting in May of last year up until May of this year. Um, for a very short period of time, I was on the uh, Matt Frazier hard work pays off training that lasted about two months. So I don't have a great uh, grasp on that. But then we've also done right now, we're doing programming from uh, a former strength coach of mine who's into CrossFit, very knowledgeable strength conditioning coach. Um, so that's four different programs and I've also written my own programming and sort of the question was, Hey, would you compare, contrast, give the pros and cons of each of these, uh, each of these programs and kind of just tell us your thoughts about it. So I like that as a topic. It's a deeper topic. It's probably a podcast that runs 35 or 40 minutes deep. One of the longer ones. And, uh, I'm going to put together some thoughts and, and maybe a little bit more of a structured outline for something like that. Today, I want to talk about something that is relevant and is short. And that is what you saw in the title, three ways that you can get stronger um, that you may not be using already. And it's not like some secret like you're going to know all three of these. Maybe the last one is a little bit novel. Uh, they're not like super sexy. And generally, the things that work sort of fall into those categories, right? Not a secret, not sexy. Boring to do, boring to get done, but they work. And I think generally, I heard a great quote the other day. I don't know if it was on Mind Pump or whatever show I was listening to, but it was like if you ask somebody on their deathbed, or just somebody, oh my goodness, or just somebody uh, walking around in everyday life, like, hey, if I could make you 10, 20, 50% stronger than you are right now, would you say no to that? Like, just in a vacuum, if I, like, I just make you stronger. You are now physically more capable to lift weights and and move external objects and control your body weight and all this stuff. You're just stronger. 
there's no reason must some people who don't work out or like exercise might think it's a trick question. It's not a trick question. It's just like, it's basically asking somebody, is there any reason why you would turn down more strength? The answer is basically no. So I think as we sit here, we're all trying to get stronger. We're all, we're all trying to find a way to, um, lift more weight, move objects better. There's several different reasons for that or, or motivations. Um, but generally, especially as we get older, strength is a direct correlative factor with, uh, with life expectancy. The, the stronger you are, and there's some other factors as well, balance and coordination and body weight and all this stuff. But if you are strong enough, to get up and down out of a chair, push yourself off up off the floor, eccentrically catch yourself if you step uh, the wrong way or trip and fall or whatever. The odds in the later years of your life that you can prevent yourself from having a significant injury go way up. And this isn't just relevant to like, you know, your 80-year-old grandma who is at risk of breaking her hip every day, this is relevant to really anybody because the stronger we are, the better we're going to be able to prevent injury. The more we can prevent injury, the more likely that we won't have to deal with those injuries as we age. You know, sure, you might recover, but now how is that broken uh, bone, torn labrum, uh, torn rotator cuff, uh, torn ACL. How how are all these injuries going to affect you as you age? It's only going to add one or two percent more stress on the exercise, on the being physically fit and active. It's going to add one more excuse of why not to move. And now you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life, which is fine. But if you don't deal with it, you're going to be pushed further and further down the path of inactivity and such. So how do we get more strength? And I think we've landed on the idea that we want to be stronger. Well, lifting weights, uh, actually I'm super surprised I haven't done a podcast on this yet, but, um, progressive overload, put that down on the list for something we can do. I feel like three or four times on this podcast, Jesus Christ. Progressive overload, all the easy things, right? You're going to get stronger. But for a lot of people out there who have been lifting weights, who have been in the game 5, 10, 15 years, progress and uh, advancement in getting stronger eventually slows down. It eventually gets to the point where, especially if we're older into our upper 30s, 40s, and beyond, uh, maintaining strength if you're not severely dedicated to some kind of strength program is really going to be the goal. That's going to be the push. And so how do outside of just lifting weights, what is the other maybe more nuanced approaches that we can focus on to get stronger? And so I think these three are ones that are all relevant to me right now. And, and ones that I'm tinkering with number one, uh, and this sounds sort of funny, and like, duh, but it's actually to get bigger muscles, right? And 
obviously bigger muscles, stronger muscles, but I'm talking about it in a way, not so much of, oh yeah, if I lift weights, I'm going to get strong and my muscles will get bigger. The muscles getting bigger is not the secondary result here. I'm talking about making getting bigger muscles, the primary focus, and then using that to then get stronger later. What do I mean? Strength and hypertrophy are two different things, right? You can get stronger in two ways, and that is your muscles can contract harder. There's more muscle contraction, um, or I guess the force at which they can contract goes up. And two, you can increase the muscle fibers, therefore increasing the amount of motor units that can contract at one time, right? So that's so technically, we can get stronger by increasing the ability of the muscle fibers you have, or we can get stronger by increasing the amount of fibers. A lot of times, we're focusing on just getting stronger, just adding weight, whatever, doing strength-sized uh, repetition sets, stuff in the lower rep range of two to three, you know, really heavy singles all the way up to like maybe six or eight reps. And sometimes we neglect hypertrophy training. And the idea is what if you took four or six or eight weeks, or maybe even within the program you're doing right now, you just, you just, uh, shift a couple movements over into the rep range of hypertrophy, which we generally talk about as like, uh, you know, I think it's a, a good, 12 to 20 range and we're and we're working hard we're going close to failure we're really exhausting the muscles and we're making the primary goal actually just getting bigger muscles maybe they don't get stronger but they get bigger part of that as well is we need to be in a uh, caloric surplus we need to be able to have uh, energy and and fuel that we're giving our bodies to then add tissue to our body and then maybe over the course of a f- six or seven or eight week you know, uh, cycle of whatever movements you choose, you don't really advance in a whole lot of, uh, crazy strength. You know, maybe you get a little bit stronger, right? You probably will, but you've added decent muscle size. You know, you've put on five or 10 pounds of, of body weight and maybe 60 or 70% of that is, is good lean tissue muscle. You want to make sure you're eating a lot of protein in this attempt as well. And by doing that, you now place yourself eight weeks later in a spot where you have more muscle fibers. Now you can go back to the strength-based training where you're going to drop those sets and reps down to you know, uh, higher weight, lower reps, and you're going to really focus on another strength cycle. Those hypertrophy muscles are not going to go away. The, the size of your muscles are not going to go away um, by switching that training because, but because you've added size, you've now added, let's call them uh, soldiers to the battle. Right. And that is one way that we can get stronger is making a hypertrophy focus first and then bringing those new muscle tissues, muscle fibers up to speed. Way number one, way number two is actually, um, one that I think is, hard to get through a lot of people's heads, mine as well. And that's rest, rest. I think there's a misconception out there that 
you actually don't or, or there's a misconception that you're you're getting stronger when you're in the gym. Not true. During a 30 or 60 minute session, hell, you could go for three hours. Doesn't matter. You're going to be gassed in three hours. But in any acute one single lifting session, you are as strong as you are strong. Right? What you're actually doing is you're stressing the muscle. You're stressing the system. You go to do a bench press. You are stressing and, and uh, stimulating the chest muscles, the pecs. You're not getting any stronger in those 20 minutes that you're on the bench. Your chest after that session is going to be uh, fatigued. And I, I actually don't know. I, I know the the, added, the old adage is like, oh, you're tearing the muscle fibers. You're, you're breaking them down and then you rebuild them. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I thought, I thought I heard at one point someone saying that that's actually bullshit. Regardless, you're doing some form of that, you know, in theory. And then you're actually getting stronger when you rest those muscles. You give them time to recover and come back stronger, more ready to attack whatever stimulus you just gave it before. That's why we get stronger, adaptation. So you put 185 on the bench press, you do it for three sets of six, and you struggle with those, right? You're like, uh, damn, those were, those were kind of heavy. I almost didn't get my last set, but I, I, I squeaked out six reps. The stimulus that that sends to your body now is, well, shit, if we're going to be, you know, your body doesn't know it so much in these specific terms, but if we're going to be asked to do some sort of activity where we're laying on our back and we have to press about this amount of weight, 185 pounds up off, up off our chest six times for three sets, right? That sort of volume, then we better adapt and change ourselves to be more prepared for that. That is how our body reacts to that stimulus. At which point your body then hopefully is taking in protein that you're eating and, and a little bit of excess calories, surplus calories, building muscle and neurolog uh, neurologically making the muscles better at at the movement, but also building more muscle in the area. And then the next time you come back, you're just, you know, you're 0.1% more um, ready, built to do that three by six at 185. And now you can do it a little bit better. And then eventually you, you put in enough sessions where you're like, okay, now I can do maybe three by six at 190. And that is progressive overload. But the key to that, like I said, was the rest. And sometimes we are not resting enough. And I am, I, mean, I, I train twice a day. That training is very, very well thought out and smart, trying to rest certain uh, movements, certain muscles, still give it the, the required rest. And you can kind of amp up the recovery so that on a daily time frame you can get the required. But there's a lot of times probably in my training where I'm sacrificing recovery and maybe getting stronger in certain lifts or with certain muscle groups because I have to train so much for other stuff like cardio um, and just, you know, pushing kind of the entire tide of fitness high rest more and actually rest and your muscles may recover and you may actually feel better to go attack your strength sets the next time. The final one um, is the one that I'm really focusing on right now because of the injury situation that we've been in with my back. And that is lifting weights fast, right? 
So we get into this thing where, um, how do we, how do we ever lift more weight than our current max? If, and I kind of just explained that by, you know, building muscle and such, but how do we, how do we continue to up our max? If we can, if we never can actually, you know, do more than our max, right. Um, we're supposed to get stronger using these percentages. We're supposed to get stronger. You know, you can bench 200 pounds. How do I get stronger benching 160, 170 pounds? And there's basically two ways, volume and power. Strength development, power development is something that is severely overlooked, has been overlooked by myself even. And now that I can't necessarily handle uh, these heavy, heavy loads, 75, 80, 85, 90 plus percent on my back right now on, in my hands on a deadlift bar, I'm having to get stronger or at least try to maintain the strength that I do have by doing lower weight at faster speeds. It's force output, right? Strength output is just, uh, uh, force times speed or no, I mean, it's, it's fucking mass times speed is, is, is force. Um, power. And so I can move 315 for five at a slow rate, or I could put 225 on the bar and I could do five reps at a much quicker pace. I could stand up faster. I could actually make the rep quicker. And by doing that, that also makes you stronger. You can gain a lot of strength on the top end, right? You don't just have to push into the 80%, 85%. You could do 65 or 70% for speed and still increase your one rep max. And I feel like until you've done it yourself, you don't really know, you don't believe or trust that that works, but it does. Um, because there's always room for you to move a bar faster, even if it's 10 or 20% of your weight uh, of your max, right? So it goes overlooked because one, you need to have great form and control of a weight to do it for speed. But two, it doesn't feel like you're, it doesn't give you the same stimulus that lifting heavy weights does. It's not going to leave you uh, as exhausted or, or sweaty even, or, you know, you're not going to walk out of the gym feeling the same way as if you did a heavy set. But muscle wise, neuromuscularly, you are going to be challenged in a different way that still elicits a strength response. And so doing fast reps. And I think this is one that if you start playing with for most people who have never done speed work or call it tempo work, tempo is usually when we're slowing things down, but tempo can also be quick. Um, I think there's a lot of meat on the bone here for your average person. This is the stuff I'm doing right now because of the injury again. And uh, this, it's the way I'm going to continue to train basically. Um, and, you know, it's good enough. It's good enough. So, like I said, not a short podcast. Ended up being 25 minutes. I got into it a little bit there. Three ways to get stronger without just your, you know, just your general, hey, go lift weights, right? Lift weights fast, rest, and hypertrophy. Get bigger muscles before making those muscles strong. Uh, thanks for joining me today. We'll talk again next week. Snap podcast, listen on Spotify, all the good things. TKG daily programming. If you're looking for 30 minute daily workouts that crush, 
They are absolutely killer workouts. Dumbbell only. All you need is a body, your body, some effort, and, and some dumbbells. And you can murder yourself, and you will get crazy results. Um, TylerKluver.com for those. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you then. Peace.